Hi everybody, I'm Sal, and you're listening to the Elseworlds Exchange, brought to you by Comic Pop. Go to comicpop.net for all your YouTube comic book needs. This episode in particular is brought to you by TeePublic. Go to tpublic.com slash store slash comic pop and find yourself an amazing t-shirt with a really, really great design on it. Some of those designs are made in-house by us here at Comic Pop, including our Comic Pop logo t-shirt, an Ultron t-shirt, and a Head Crabs from Half-Life t-shirt. They're really, really fun designs. You should check them out. They also don't have tags, the... Sizes are printed on the back of the shirt, so you don't have to worry about that uncomfortable tag stuff. They're really comfortable shirts. I would not shill for these guys if I didn't already have a mess of their shirts that I purchased myself. I like them a lot. Check them out. Go to tpublic.com slash door slash comic pop and find one for yourself. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland comes a friend of the unfortunate, enemy of criminals. A mysterious, all-powerful character, a problem to the police. What a crusade of law. I'm excited for this. I'm 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 like that nervous excited where like, you know, your stomach is a little fluttery and you're not sure if like it's because you had like a weird taco for lunch or if you're nervous. Right, and then you throw up. Right. And then I remember like I didn't have a taco. This must be nervousness. Hello everyone and welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange with your B Squad hosts, Tiffany and Ben! Ben, that's right. Um, so we're going to actually be giving this a shot. We're, we're going to be doing maybe an off week here and there uh, for the Elseworlds Exchange. It's going to be yeah. essentially the same show, just with two different faces, two different sets of ideas, and we're a lot more spastic than Joel and Sal, I'd have to say. I, gotta, I would I, think so, yeah. I'm pretty sure that... Um, the level of professionalism is just going to go downhill from here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's, everyone is used to, like, this caliber show. Where we're like, you see my hand down here you, where you can't see it? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's it. There are going to be so many tangent conversations going on here that are just going to be in the show. I know, right? Um, but what we are going to be talking about today, actually, are some of the best sci-fi horror movies. Um, part of this is just because that's something that um, Ben and I both love, and part of this is because yep. there's a couple of like cool sci-fi and also horror games that are coming out of E3, so what better thing to do? Um, especially because everyone's talking about E3 right now, so we figured, let's not. Let's not jump on that bandwagon of yeah. views and uh, currentness. Yeah, so. no, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna start our own trend. Yeah. yeah. Horror sci-fi movies. It's a new cool. trend, it's our trend. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so thank you guys for joining us today. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how this is. But again, we're going to pretty much stick it to what it normally is. And then actually after this show, I'm going to be over on Twitch potentially more than likely. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to be that's playing awesome. Overwatch with Natalie from Eligible Monster. So, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah, she's going to give me some pointers. I'm not terribly great at the game. I love the game. I just suck at it. Um, I saw you play a little bit the other day. You looked like you were holding your own. I run. You know what it is? I, I had that thing where I'm just like, okay, I died again. Okay, going back. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I great thing about like respawns in that kind of multiplayer game. Right. Instead of like one life to live. Uh, yeah, exactly. You have to, like, just watch. Exactly. Um. So today we do have, a, we've got a list of movies. We're going to try and get through them. We're going to just kind of talk about what it is we like about them. Um. This is just... It's a small list of sci-fi horror movies. It's not going to cover all of them. It's going to leave us the opportunity to do another one of these at some point. Um, yep. But we didn't want to have such a long list that we had no time to talk about any of them. So, again, I know we're not going to get every movie out there that you guys want us to talk about right now. But maybe you'll see them another time. I don't know. But that's okay. You know what you should do is that when this pops up on Comic Pop, you should put the other movies that we didn't mention in the comments. Yeah. We'll touch on those next time. Yeah. 
But don't, but don't, don't put something like you forgot. Don't, don't put that. Right. Because <laughs> you can forget. This is a decisively this is, like specific this is a small list. list ranging from lots of decades. We we just talked about that too. We're like, do we do a certain decade? And then we're like, no, let's just pick and choose from all different areas. So yeah, because we don't want to limit ourselves yet. That's right. Not yet. Um, not yet. But soon. Very soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the first movie slash movies on this list um is Alien and Aliens. Yep. Now, what's interesting about this for me is that both of these cover the spectrum technically. They're both sci-fi and they both are horror, but one is more horror and one is more sci-fi. <laughs> yes, very much so. So this is like a great place to start, I think. Um, it's an amazing franchise that personally, for me, over time just got worse and worse. Um, yep, but, totally um, But the first two are unbelievable. Like just so good. And they really fit into the into the genres so well. Right, yeah. Like they hit on all these key points. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um for me what I think I love the most about Alien itself is um, if you don't know about the the movie prior to seeing it at all, um, if you knew nothing about it going into it, you have no idea necessarily that Sigourney Weaver is going to be your protagonist in, in the long run. Yeah. You know, the guy from Picket Fences is like the clear cut for like front runner for probably going to be your protagonist. And then it's like, nope. <laughs> yeah. The captain is an actor that I've seen before in the past. And yeah. the first time I saw it, I was like, well, he's the captain. Clearly he's our hero. I was totally wrong. Yeah. He's going to make it happen. <laughs> yeah. He was, a, he was a dad in some show. I, can't I think remember. it was Picket Fences. Oh, really? Yeah. He was in that. Oh, cool. So, you know, that movie, it really does have it all. It has aliens. It's got the horror aspect of it. You got wet, drippy chain rooms for no reason, it, and it has and it has essentially androids in it. You know, like it, yeah. it really hits all the notes. And it has a great isolation aspect because they are stranded in space. Like there is no one else around them to help them. Yeah, which is huge. And much like um, a movie that's not on this list, um, but kind of like Jaws in a sense, they really stuck with the. The less we show you, the scarier it's going to be. And it's absolutely true. Um, when you first see the alien, the aliens are they are scary. Xenomorphs are horrifying. When you first see that alien in the vent and he's doing like jazz hands at you, that yeah. kind of takes you out of the moment for like the movie for me for a moment where you're like, uh, what? Is he going to hug you? I don't know. But everything up until that point, it's horrifying. You know, like John Hurt arrives back on the ship with this thing attached to his face. And you have no idea what it is, what it's going to do. And especially at that point in time, you're like, I really have no idea what this is going to do. And then and they just, try and cut it off of his head and like it just starts dripping acid. Right. Exactly. <gasps> um, And then by the second movie, they had to up the ante. And boy, did they. <laughs> <laughs> And this one was like where it switches over from horror to sci-fi and they start really going for like more of a military aspect and like, all right, so we've already done the thing where we've shown a little bit of the alien and it's been the horror movie. Now let's try and show what would happen if there was a place just infested with these things. Right, exactly. And it's pretty genius how they bring our protagonist Ripley back into it because the fact is, would like, why would she ever be a part of that again like exactly you survived it you're done she's like no i'm done yeah exactly and i mean in the most horror movies when like a protagonist returns typically it's because the um big bad has found its way back into their lives in some way shape or form and this one no she actively has to go out there um that's a 
big decision she makes because she she turns them down the first time, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. They worked it into the story. Exactly. Um, but that whole, like, the way that those stories are told where there's no matter what, even though you as the viewer in the second one know what's there, you know what uh, is awaiting them, you know the horror that's there, they still create this mystery. They somehow, even in the second one, create this whole thing where you're like, wait, do I know what's happening? How could it be worse than the first one? And then it's like, oh. Especially when they show the space marines on the ship the first time. They're like, no, we fought bugs like all over the place. You're like, oh, this is a really like specifically advanced team that knows how to deal with this kind of problem. Yeah. This will be easy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, you got to gotta give credit to, to, to using Geiger's art. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's it's horrifying in its like just its two D nature, and then to make it three dimensional and to bring it to life and to um, take his art and literally make it into a structure like that. Like when they go in to the actual you know the the building that is yeah, I think it's like the thermal plant or whatever. Yeah, it is, the generator plant area. But like to see it not only as an alien, as an organic living creature, but to be up like they're like no 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 no. When we go someplace, we make it comfortable for ourselves. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we really like no, this. Yeah. We're we're our own decorators. Yeah, and it's great. You know, like it, it takes a while. I gotta be honest. Um, but you know, we we got we got the schematics. It looks good. Steve, uh, some really good feng shui over here. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. You know, and when I when I wake up in the morning, I'm just really relaxed. Um, <laughs> and I just really want my little mouth to chew it out and chew whatever's in front of me. Um, you know, you know, me, me, me. I also love the uh, the aspect of that movie where you have that government uh, worker who's really trying to bring the alien back. Oh yeah, Paul Reiser. The, team the whole time. <laughs> oh. He's such a jerk. He's he such sucks. an amazing he's, he's jerk. Because first of all, it's Paul Reiser. So yeah. you're like, he can't be that bad, right? Yeah, he's even mad about you. <laughs> well, not at that point. Not but, at that point, but... But still, but you, right. like, going back now, you're like, that can't, he can't be that bad. And it's like, no, he's he's pretty much as bad as it could be. Like, he he's, doesn't care about smart. anyone here. He wants to use a woman and as a chi- and a child as a way to bring back an alien force. Like, Yeah, that, as hosts that will destroy them. Yeah, like, uh, what? <laughs> like, that's your big plan there? That's kind of... Why, why don't you go in there and go get one of the aliens yourself? Plus, let's not forget the amazing cast. So you've got um, Bill Paxton as Hicks or Hudson? Hudson. Hudson, thank you. Uh, you've got Michael Bean as Hicks, and mm-hmm. he's so great in that yeah. role. Uh, you've got What's-His-Face as Bishop. I can never remember his Lance name. Lance Hendrickson. Lance Hendrickson. I'm like, Lance Burton, that's... <laughs> that's nothing. not him. That's not even a thing. Or maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lance Hendrickson as Bishop. And you're like, oh, shit, another android? Yeah. He's going to go all evil like right? the first one. No, but it and that in and of itself is what I think elevates aliens to another plateau is that not only is it a, a movie in which you're you, you have the opportunity to be scared, you have an opportunity to explore space, there's going to be aliens, there's going to be a big fight, blah, blah, blah. But you also get this element of stereotyping and, you know what I mean, like, not being the, able to the, get beyond what it is that you yeah. think of, like, an individual or a, a species or whatever. Um, and Yeah, they're making connections to the first movie, but changing the aspect of what that means in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for me, one of the worst, like, the most uncomfortable scenes in that movie for me revolves around Bishop. And it's him crawling 
through the tunnel or the 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 pipeline thing. I mean, when he's incredibly underlit and you're like, oh god. No, I mean because it's so cramped like that. I'm like, only only Bishop could do that. Like you can't send a human in there, even though technically it's an actor and he's still in there. But like, <laughs> I hate that scene so much. Every time so I'm that- like. Can we just go, no? <laughs> so that makes you personally uncomfortable. Yeah, personally, I'm like, no. No, I'm sorry, guys. If I were in that role, we'd die. No, I'm not going in. They're like, See, Tiffany, funny. it's just you. I'm like, well, we're dead. Well, that's it. I'm not going. It's game over, man. Yeah, game over. See, and, of, and, and of course, Vasquez. Oh, like, Vasquez is amazing. Right? Like, not only do you get, like, cool Ripley, but you get this badass chick who shows up, and you're like, uh, yes, please. <laughs> She was awesome. I think she was one of the first people, because I think I saw Aliens before I saw Alien. Mm. Um, she was one of the first peop- uh, like female women in a role where I was just like, she is so badass that I don't I don't see her as a woman. I see her as a soldier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And that's the character. Yeah. Yeah. And she goes out like a badass. That's it. Like, I most people go out like a badass in that movie. Like, they, you know, either you made it or you, or you didn't. And if you didn't and you weren't a jerk, then you were good to go. And, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, even Gorman got a good death with her, and Gorman was an ass. Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I loved the scene when they detached the ship uh, from the big ship, and they're going down, mm-hmm. and everyone's, like, hanging on, and Hicks is asleep. Yep. He's just resting against it, like, yeah. passed out. Yeah. Somebody wake up, Hicks. See, now, that's, I also appreciate their world-building in that, because they're all they're testing their cams, and the one yep. is off, and they just you know, they slam their head into it to make it go on. Like, I love the concept that these guys have done drops on all kinds of planets. These guys have been doing this over and over again. This is not new equipment. They don't get new equipment. They do have equipment that they need, but like, this is, this is done over and over and over again. So it, you, yeah. they're in this sense of complete comfort and like, they're like, well, no, we've faced, you know, pretty much everything. Like there's nothing we can't beat down. And then they get to, you know, LB426 and it's like, oh, oh, we don't know anything. It's interesting in that manner. Um, it, the soldiers remind me a lot of the soldiers that were also in Full Metal Jacket, like this whole Vietnam uh, War aspect where they're like, no, we're coming in to be the badasses, and their entire world is blown apart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so I think overall, we both love Alien and Aliens. Um, so good. It's a great place to start, um, but we're going to move on from there. And the next yes. one on the list is the original... Well, my original, the the Kurt Russell, The Thing. Um, That movie, when I first saw it, blew my freaking mind. Like, I was like, like that, acting alone. First of all, it's spectacularly acted. It's a great ensemble cast. Everyone's amazing. Kurt Russell is everything I've ever wanted Kurt Russell to be in that movie. And then that ending... I I literally didn't even know what to do after that, other than watch it again. <laughs> exactly. That's the kind of movie where you just keep picking up new things every time you watch it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not only Kurt Russell, Keith David's also in that movie. Keith David, for me, every time I think of him, I think of Goliath. Yeah. I'm like, he's a gargoyle. Um, but Wilford Brimley is in that. And I think it's... Maybe one of the only roles I've really ever seen Wilford Brimley in, other than selling life insurance and or oatmeal. Um, yep. But he's amazing in that, too. And he's so funny. And, like, talk about another movie in which most of the time you don't actually see the the, the antagonist. Yeah. 
But when or, you do you see him, you don't know it is. Yeah. Or when you do see him, it's so over the top, so nothing you had ever seen at before at, to that point. You know, like since that then, be, sure. Yeah, that movie blew my mind of what to expect of special effects. Yeah, I I think like that. You know, the dog scene, amazing. You know what I mean? The end, whatever. To watch the first time. My favorite special effect is they're on they're they they're all gathered the 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 one guy's gone into cardiac arrest yep they go to you know and as they go down just chunk like literally never would have seen that coming like i could have sat there for 10 years and tried to have written that scene and i never would have written that scene like ever and it's such a visceral reaction like anytime i watch that where he just plunges in and it yeah. clamps down on him yeah it's horrifying right it is just grotesque. Right, and then of the course he's like, way. ah! <laughs> that's that's the jump scare that will always get me. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not a fan of jump scares, but that is so appropriate, so perfect. And the rest of that scene is hilarious and great. Yeah. Another key thing with this is also isolation. Yeah. These people are stuck in a place where they cannot get mm -hmm. help for a while. Yeah, they and are. it's a harsh environment. Yeah, they not only, and, and they are, they're, they're woefully unprepared. You know, at least with Alien oh, yeah. and Aliens, or at least with the Aliens, they had guns. They had military strategy. You know, they had certain things. These guys are scientists. They're yeah. up there to do research. And then this and, and then this happens. And, and not only that, but the revolver or the shotguns that they have, they're not going to do anything to this alien. Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> not even a little bit. No. Um, and I think what, like, okay, the, the xenomorphs themselves, upon seeing them, you're like, that's bad. Even upon seeing a face talk, you're like, that's not okay. Right. The thing shows up in the form of a husky, and it's like, that's great. I love huskies. Like, you know, it's so, you know, unexpected. It, it, it's so just, you know, weasels its way in there, and it, it literally turns the whole, like, scenario upside down. Like, what an amazing premise. Just bunch of researchers in the Arctic studying things. They're stuck there. They're, you know, it's just a bunch of dudes. They, you know, there's some tension between them, sure, whatever. And then an alien that can make copies of things shows up. Yeah. Oh, they can't go anywhere. And um, inevitably, uh, is, is Wilfred Brimley, does he play Blair? I can never remember. Um, yes. But, um, and I'll then he it. goes crazy and just wrecks all the, uh, and he doesn't even go crazy. He's absolutely right to do so by wrecking the, the, the radio equipment. Like, he's absolutely in the right. Or he's the thing. Or he's the thing. Like, who knows? That's that's what I love about that movie. Every time you watch it, you take you take something different away from it. Like there's a different take on it. I've always held to the belief that at the end, uh, it was um, you know Keith David who was the thing. Yeah, that's what I took away from that. That's always no matter how many times I and watch it. Russell. That's what I like, want. It can't be Kurt Russell. No, it can't be Kurt Russell. And I've heard some amazing theories about that. Some spectacular theories on how that works. Like one theory I heard was that in the bottle that Kurt Russell shares with Keith David is gasoline. Yep. And so when he gives it to Keith David and he drinks it, nothing happens. That's why he laughs. It's because he's like, huh. like you're the thing, because you didn't know that that was that was you can't drink that. Okay. Well, here we go. So, <laughs> like, this one of those movies I can watch almost any time, which is so bizarre, but, like, any time, everyone's like, you want to watch the thing? I'm like, I do. Yes. I do. I really do. Yeah. Let's turn the lights off, get some popcorn, sit down. It's a real feel-good movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so much fun. 
Uh, shall we move on to the next one? Yeah, the next one is 28 Days Later, um, which skews more definitely to the horror element of it. But when you consider where the zombie virus came from, it definitely yep. has its science elements to it as well. The biological aspect of that is definitely yeah. sci-fi being. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 28 Days Later is one of those movies that really took the, the zombie genre, in my opinion, and, and turned it on its ear. Um, you know, yeah. pretty much a low-budget movie. Um, I love the concept of a person being, like, in a coma or whatever and waking up. And, you know, it, it, the world is, is gone to hell. You know? Yeah. Um, and not only has it gone to hell so much, but um, th there's basically nothing left that he recognizes. Um, there are a couple survivors that really sort of educate him. But he is so reluctant to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, this movie really takes advantage of human interaction and the way like humans often fall apart in the time of crisis um mm -hmm. and we see that across the spectrum we see some of the very best and the very worst in that and um i really enjoy when a sci-fi movie in particular does that where like they give us an element of something that's completely not human to make us learn about ourselves and in this case it's the scenario it's the undead themselves that make us understand like humanity a little bit better when we run into those guys at the end in the, in the mansion it's just like yeah i definitely could see that happening and that's so unfortunate but my favorite scene from that entire movie is when they're in the food store and yeah. they're I love that. Yeah. Because it's such a human break. Yeah. Like, they need that. It's not just the fact that they need food. They need to have a little brevity in there. Because mm -hmm. if you're just serious all the time, like, it really kills any chance for survival you have. Yeah. And they just, they remind themselves that they're people and they have fun. And that's so nice in there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I also love, and I never remember the actor's name, but it's, he's the guy who plays Hamish in Braveheart. Yeah. Such a great actor. Such a sad and humanizing story, and of course, depending on which ending you prefer, um, you either that that changes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but since this is much more of a horror movie, I say we move on to cool. another one that we have on our list, um, which is the first Terminator, not Terminator Two, but the first yeah. one, because that one definitely has its horror elements in it. I mean, you yeah. have an unstoppable killing machine actively chasing after our female protagonist. And it uses a lot of the, I wouldn't say like jump scares, but a lot of the the things from a horror movie where the the protagonist is running away from a absolutely unstoppable killer. Yeah, I mean, it's almost a slasher movie when you really get down to it, except for the fact that he doesn't actually um, use that sort of weapon. <laughs> no, but, but he is relentlessly killing people. I mean, that, yeah. that uh, police... Uh, department scene where he just goes in and he's just slaughtering everyone. Oh, yeah. And the fact yeah. that he goes and kills all those other Sarah Connors, I mean, it very much has the horror elements into it. And we all know it has the sci fi elements. We got time travel, oh, yeah. we got killing like death robots, we, you know what I mean? Like, you definitely have that in there. Um, you know, sentient computer overlords. <laughs> it's happening, by the way, at some point. We all know that. And plus, you've got Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, how does that not equal a huge win? <laughs> no, that's true. And that movie, man, he is. <laughs> he's he not, is terrifying. Yeah, he is. I mean, he's not quite Conan jacked, but, you know, he's... But he's still... Well, that's the thing. He His expression during that movie where he is just on focus, like, even before he puts the sunglasses on... Oh, yeah. Like, you see him, and he is just, like, intense. Yeah, yeah. 
He oh, is. And Bill Paxton's there too. Yeah. <laughs> and so is the guy from Highlander, uh, who is the one of the bad guys, Kiergan, or I'm thinking of somebody else. Is it no? Is Bishop's in this one as well? Isn't he? It's Lance Hendrickson is one of the. Cops. Yeah, Lance Hendrickson is also in this. He's in yeah. the the. He's like the chief's assistant or the second in command. I, I think know. he's just one of the, like he's one of the two detectives that are trying to help Sarah Connor. I like how he gets shut up by the chief all the time. He's like, yeah, look, no, you don't understand. It's just like, hang on, we're talking here. Yeah, like, yeah, <sighs> you're 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 an android, okay? <laughs> Go drink your milk. <laughs> you're uh, part of the problem. <laughs> Yeah, you're not part of the solution. I could tell you right now, based on this future that we're talking about here. Um, what I like Another about this Michael Bean movie too. What? Another great Michael Bean movie. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, what I like about this movie is that it has the elements of horror in which something is happening, and we, the viewers, know that it's correct. We know that it's real. The protagonist is involved in it. Is starting is questioning it, but is definitely there and part of it. And the rest of the world is like, no, it's not real. Like, it's not, you know, the, the the there's no Terminator. There's no time travel. Even though it's like, no, it's happening. I I, I can see it. And it's so frustrating. And I love that. I, I often love that element. And I hate it at the same time where I'm like, no, come on. Just, just, just believe her. Yeah, just if you just believe her, you will die. <laughs> like, ah. <laughs> yeah, um, that's fantastic. And also, Sarah Connor as a character is wonderful because mm -hmm. she starts off in the beginning not knowing what to do. She gets this guy from the future who she's terrified of at first, then starts to believe in, and then she becomes the stronger of the two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I love the time travel in this movie. I, I love the fact that you, like, you can't bring inorganic material back with you, you know, that you have to, like, you know, the Terminator works because it's wrapped in organic material, but everyone comes yeah. back naked. I'm like, what? <laughs> With Which my... is a hilarious scene to start off with, where yeah. you just see Arnold, like, rise up. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, uh, tell me he's the good guy, right? He's the good guy, right? No, he's Oh, because that's terrifying if he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it has all the, it hits all the notes. It's got, you know, again, it's got time. It starts off with time travel, and then from there you just careen into this horror movie where this thing is, it, it won't stop. Like, even I... when you think it's dead, it won't stop. And the scene in the bathroom where he realizes that he's damaged and he takes the eye out. Yeah. Like, talk about creepy. And yeah. that's when you realize, like, he is just entirely machine under there. Like, it, there's no emotion. Because before, with the human face, you at least got something. Mm -hmm. You thought, like, maybe there's this aspect to him where... I don't know. It was a little disarming because you saw Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he does that, and you see all the mechanics of it, and you also see the vision from his point where everything's red, and you're like, all right, there is absolutely no human part to this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, he's just, he's just, he's just like a, he's just a, a mechanical beast wrapped in like a flesh bag with like blood goo inside of him. Yeah, good old, <laughs> good old flesh bag beasts. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not part of the, cyber, this, the Skynet uh, marketing team, I gotta tell you right now. Oh, no, I think that'll work. You know, C Cyberdyne uh, 20... Oh, God, it was supposed to be 20-something or other. I can't remember when they took over. I know 1997 was Judgment Day, but then there was some other time. 2029. Hmm? 2029. 2029, yeah. yeah. Part of uh, Cyberdyne 2029. Get your, uh, cyber, get your flesh bag beasts over just, here. Just get it. Like a big poster. Just do it. Poster. Big thumbs up. No. Um... <laughs> The you know next... what, I said it, and it's terrible. Yeah, no. The next movie on our list is actually based off of a, I believe it's a short story written by um, Stephen King. Um, 
it's one of those movies that not everyone um is a big fan of for yeah they're not they're not prepared for it or it's something that they're like i i don't know if it's like if they didn't care for it or what um i liked it i know the cg in it isn't great um and at this point you still don't know what we're talking about we're talking about the mist yeah um frank darabont directed movie in which Stephen King had not written an ending and Darabont had to write an ending to it. So that's how you got that at the end there. Well, that's that's the thing. There was an ending in the short story. But not one for a movie. (laughs) Um, There's one that trails off and you're like, okay, but what happens? You're like, no, just that's it. It trails off. Yeah, exactly. What are you Um, asking for? That movie um, for me is definitely fits 100% in this horror sci-fi genre. Um, Very much so. Yeah. Again, we have the element of isolation trapped in a grocery store. Um, You have aliens or, you know what I mean? Like some sort of like otherworldly, otherworldly beings brought to us through a military base, essentially. So you got that note. It's kind of cliche, but I still love it. And And you don't know if it's like something that was biologically created or maybe something that was brought through another dimension, kind of like doom. Yeah, I think it's another dimension. I, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure that they 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 messed up. They opened something they shouldn't have opened. Um, yeah. And then on top of it, you add the element again of like the human story, in which not only is there like unspeakable monsters outside, but now inside where you thought you were safe, there are also forces at work against our protagonists. Yeah, and it's people who are so so indoctrinated in either their belief that they're right or uh, certain faith ideas or the whole mob mentality aspect that they just started going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. People just needed, they, they fell into line. They needed something to believe and There it was. Um, and well, I can never remember her name when I need to. Um, oh, the actress or the yes, character? The actress. The actress does such a great job as that woman because you love to hate she, her. Yeah. She, I've never just, I, that's not true. She's one of those characters that she's up there in, like, my top ten characters that, like, I hate them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's Marsha Gay Harden. Um, that's who it is. Um, she, she's amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. And she just, oh, my God. When that, when the little alien dimensional bug thing flies in and just lands on her and then it flies off and then she's like, oh, see, I'm great. And it's like, no, no, you're not. <laughs> No, you suck. No, you are the I worst. hate you. God, just go out there. You and go you're out just there. Waiting for her to get hers like the yeah. entire time. Ajinja. That was that was the one aspect of that movie where I was like, just kill her. Someone just kill her I now. Know. I know. And but you know, like it's just, it's the movie itself explores again, how we handle a situation like that. It explores the mob mentality and, and it ex- explores legitimately like interdimensional beings, you know, like, oh. And also the whole disbelief of everyone of this around you, like Tom Jane is trying to get everyone to understand that something happened, something's going on. Yeah. And no one will believe him. Yeah. Especially yeah. his neighbor. Yeah. That dichotomy was great. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, the, 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 the butting heads of that, um, you know, you got a kid in there, which sometimes works, sometimes doesn't. Um, like Aliens, for example, Newt is amazing. Um, yeah. This kid's fine. Like, it definitely There's nothing creates, really great about him. No, it just creates, like, extra tension, and, and it makes the decisions that Tom Jane has to make even harder. Yeah. Um, you know, it. 
the the personalities that they mixed in there i thought they did a really good job um and i like the use of the son to remind tom jane that he's trying to get his son home to his wife like the kid is all right but it's like the main thing of like my wife is still out there yeah you gotta come on man like the first time you see one of those things at some point you're like my wife's dead okay moving on you're but cute but he refuses to believe it <laughs> yeah he does and it's like nah get over it well that's just it like they're stuck in this supermarket and they're still okay so that little sliver of hope is still there yeah and I get that and I'm on board for that no I get it I, absolutely um the creature designs in that are spectacular and you you barely see anything like you yeah. see bits and pieces of things, you see some smaller stuff. When they get out into the world, though, and you see the massive things, you get this moment where you're like, "We are screwed." Like, oh that's shit! It. Like the world is over. Yeah. Like, there's what are you gonna do against that? Um, and you know, this is one of those where I'm like, it is kind of a moratorium at this point where I feel like we should be able to spoil the ending, but like the ending is so significant that I kind of don't want yeah. to. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, you should. Yes. Um. I, I would say flip a coin right now and just be like, I eh, because coin. I want to talk about it. You know what? I'm sorry. We're going to spoil it. We're going to spoil it. I'm sorry. The ending to it leaves you with Tom Jane and his motley crew of this woman, his new would-be wife. Yeah. So <laughs> the they've got uh, an old woman, mm -hmm. uh, a friend, I think his neighbor? Is no, no, the car or somebody I think else? it was the store clerk. Uh, yes, the store clerk. Yeah. So it's got the store clerk, um, the school teacher. Mm -hmm. You've got... Uh, Don't spoil it, someone says. <laughs> no, it's happening. We already decided. We're it's talking about the mist. Um, just, just put your fingers in your Put your fingers in your ear. And then, we'll, and then we'll wave at you. Um, yeah, we'll wave when it's over. But, so, um, yeah, they make it out of the supermarket because Marsha Gay Harden has turned the entire supermarket against them. They're going to... They essentially are trying to use human sacrifice to the dimensional beings outside um, in order yeah, to... They, they still assume that like God is controlling all of this. Yeah, and she's like, "No, if we do this, we'll we'll be fine. There'll be like there'll be peace this evening." Um, yeah. so they they hightail it out, or they make a run for it. They get to a car, um, and they drive off into the mist, and they drive for as long as they can before the gas runs out, essentially. And there they are, trapped here. They see these, I mean, huge, like we're talking kaiju-sized beasts roaming around on Earth at this point. Um, and, and they, they just. They drive until they're out of gas. Yeah, and they have a single... They've got a gun with just enough bullets. Four. Yeah. And that's the thing. There are five people in the car. Yeah, that's right. So they all make the decision that this is how it's going to go down, and Tom Jane takes it upon himself, and he shoots everyone in that car, and it's just him. Gets that? And, and he just screams. Oh, my God, that scream. And you feel it. And so visceral. the first time I saw the movie, I said to myself... Fuck this movie. I just spent like an hour and a half watching this entire thing just to see a man kill his friends and his own son. Oh my god, no, I love that. Like, I, that sort of dark ending, I'm like, oh my god, what a gut punch. But then they make it worse. It's not yeah. bad enough that that happens. No. Oh no, a guess what? Like, moments later, the military rolls up and it's like, it's okay. We're Everything fighting the mist. <laughs> so he did it for nothing. Nothing. Like, he, did, he waited... Two minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh. so dark. It takes such a hard left. Like, it's just like, he was wrong. Like, our protagonist was wrong. And I love that. And you know, 
I love the fact that they brought that woman who was like, I need to get home to my children. They're like, don't go out there. It's suicide. Yeah. And she's on the military. I know. Cause she, but that's what, that's what's so like, I, I like that questioning of like, you know, you, you have all these tropes in, in like a horror movie or something like that, or even a dark sci-fi movie in which it's like, there's the protagonist. As long as you follow them and you follow the rules, you're going to make it out. Okay. But what if that person's wrong? Like that's not always going to happen. And I think yeah. that that's awesome. So that was fantastic. All yeah. right. So, okay, moving on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're back. We're done spoiling if you were no not listening because of that. All right. Um, next on our list is um, definitely <laughs> one Ben's excited about. I, I also like this movie. It's definitely way, it sways way more to the horror side, in my opinion. But yes, it doesn't, it it's, it, you know, but it is total sci-fi, but it's much more gory. It's probably. It is. It is a huge. It's not like, the most gory one it's on not the list. Incredibly gory, but there's a lot in there. But yeah. oh my god, this is so much more of a horror aspect. Yeah. Movie. Um, we're talking about Event Horizon. <laughs> um, Ben, I, you're. We both like it, but you're definitely the bigger fan here. So go for it. Oh my god! So Event Horizon is amazing because you basically take the technology to create wormholes so that um, faster than light travel can actually happen. It bends space and. Uh, what it did was they created this engine, this monstrous-looking demonic thing that doesn't explain exactly how it works, but it looks like it. It's like the puzzle box, like, amped up on steroids, right? Yeah. Yes, actually, because the puzzle box really just creates a portal to hell, so yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what this engine is, and it looks... It's horrifying inside. There are spikes everywhere. It's this weird spinning ball that will open up with bright light into nothingness. Oh, yeah. oh that's great. Well, yeah, they didn't want to do a cube because... <laughs> oh, no, that's, that was taken. That's copyright like, there. They were like, and then Pinhead comes out? You're like, like no. No, 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 no. No, even better. We take the scientist from Jurassic Park. Yeah. I can't remember his the actor's name. It's um. Sam Neill. Sam Neill, thank you. Which I uh, always, for some reason, want to say is William H. Macy, but it never is. No. <laughs> So Sam Neill is the one scientist that was working to, that helped design this ship. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're like, you know, we lost the event horizon a long time ago when I traveled. And it came back at one point. They're like, all right, we have to go out with a rescue team, like basically a, a salvage operation to get the ship back and figure out what happened. Yep. And Sam Neill goes along with them. And they get to the ship and nothing is alive inside. Nope. Yet every once in a while something like turns itself on or something like uh, they, there's a sound somewhere. Something happens in the ship where they're like, Clearly, something is going on. Something, mm -hmm. someone's here, and they realize that the ship. Um, they start seeing like phantom images, and weird things start happening to them, and people start uh, basically being possessed and start acting in ways that they wouldn't. And everyone dies in a gruesome, terrible way. Oh yeah, like in a way where you're like, oh, I hope I never die like that. Yeah, like <laughs> this is the, this is the worst place I would ever want to be. Yeah. I love the moment where they turn on the recording. Like, and you're like, at that point I'd be like, check please. Yeah. <laughs> I no, will jettison I... myself into space now. <laughs> that's that's the end. Like, yeah. no, we got here, we found out what it is, was we get the hell out of there. Yeah. Okay. And the trouble well, is that they try and they can't because their ship blows up. Exactly. Yeah, I know. Ugh. I know. So, now, first of all. Sam Mitchell, Keeps getting. I, I kept thinking Sam Neill was going to be our protagonist. Oh really? No, yeah. no. He was too. He was too crazy. He's too no. He was too into it. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't be that into it and be our protagonist. No. <laughs> and the ship keeps like 
bringing him back in great ways. Oh, yeah. He's hor- he's horrific by the end of it. Oh, yeah. No. Meh. <laughs> so, oh, my God. That last yeah. scene is amazing. Um, We're not going to spoil it, though. No. No, there's there's a lot of great action in this. There is a lot of horror gore. There's a lot of uh, incredible visuals. Um, great marriage of horror and sci-fi. Again, we have the isolation aspect of yep. it. Like, they're totally trapped in deep space. They're not even on I- a planet. And this is also another thing where, uh, unlike aliens, where they have a little bit of history, where they can be like, oh, no, it's a bug. We can go kill it. Yeah. This is something that no one has ever dealt with before. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then you, you bring in the the element of, you know, something that, you know, we're aware of. Like, even if you um, don't follow the, you know, the Christian religion, like, you understand the concept of hell, and, like, you wrap that all into this, and it's like... Wait, is it really, or is it? It's like, yeah, it's an approximation. <laughs> and it could go either way. Yeah, but either way, it works. It absolutely could. It really it's, does leave it open ended. It's also well paced. Yeah. There's never a lull in that movie. No, I know, and it's definitely I, what I like about that movie too is that even at the end of that, even though there was kind of a clear cut ending, you're still like, wait. But really, what happened? Yeah, but question mark. Yeah. So I always expected there to be a sequel. I'm glad there I, wasn't. I'm kind of glad it, there wasn't because it would have been made like it would have been one of those sci-fi pictures originals and like Kevin and Sorbo would have been in it and <laughs> no yeah no if they're gonna do that definitely not yeah I, I would love to read another uh, like if there was a fan story where it was like no this is how it works like I would read that online I'm sure there is you can just look that up you know what I've never looked it up I'm gonna look it up after this <laughs> You're like, that's it it's happening um like oh shit <laughs> check this out next movie on our list is um. The next four movies on this list, I'm a huge fan of. Three more so than the, like one of the fourth ones. But the next one on this list has my man in it. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. I love Vin Diesel. I'm sorry, who? <laughs> I've never heard you mention that name before in my life. Right? No, I adore Vin Diesel. I, I, I love his personality. I love the fact that he loves D&D. I could yeah. listen to him talk until the end of days. Um... I love him. So I love... Clearly we're talking about Fast and the Furious. Yeah, no. Oh, no? No. Oh, that's not what I had on my list. Oh, that's 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 weird. Isn't it? Yeah, that's not it's not what we're talking about. Um, we're talking about Pitch Black. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, a movie, again, you got the... Kind of got the isolation aspect to it, but not really. Um, but... No, I think it definitely does. It does. It does. I mean, they're they're a trap there, but there is a group. But like, there's something more. There's less like it's less isolated in a, in a weird way. Like, I don't know what it is, even though they're totally stranded. Like, it it for me, it never felt as you're screwed. Like, you know, like it does like in Event Horizon, or yeah. you know what I mean. Like, or and in this the is thing. much more of the sci-fi aspect than the horror aspect. Yeah, to some degree. I mean, at the end, it definitely starts to go like you're like, what? Like, that movie definitely goes, you're going, and you're like, okay, cool. And then it's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm totally okay with that. Um, Vin Diesel, it was one, that was, I think, the very first movie I ever saw him in. So, um, and his so. his love of, like, nerdy stuff like that, I, I feel like you can definitely feel in Pitch Black. Like, he embraced the character of Riddick. Um he embraced the entire role, the lore behind it. Another movie where they have, you're just dropped into pitch black, but it t- feels like a totally lived in world. 
you know, like they don't have to overly explain everything to you. Like you yep. completely understand when you get there, what's going on. You, you learn about bounty hunters. You learn a little bit about the religion of the world, a little bit of the class system in a sense. And then you have this like crazy element of this planet where it's just like, yeah, there were people here, but that didn't really work out. Because and like there's sunlight for so many parts of, of the year yep. or I think years at a time. And then there's this one time where these planets align. Yeah. And guess what time you got here? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, and even the aspect of Vin Diesel having the shine to his eyes, you know what I mean? Like he offhandedly explains it, but in such a way where you're just like, yep, like that totally works. Like I yeah. completely buy it. I completely believe it. Um, the there is so much intricate world building in the movie that is just explained by circumstance and by the movie going on. Yep. Like, the fact that um, there's interplanetary travel, the fact that um, there are laws in the different galaxies, the fact that he's wanted on a different planet and that he's being brought back to places, like, mm -hmm. there's so much there. Yeah. Um, for me, too, I like a hero like this where um, he's, he doesn't want to be the hero. He's not really the hero. Like, he really is in it for himself, but in the end redeems himself. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, he's not exactly an anti-hero. No. He's barely, he's, he's barely a hero. Like, yeah. He's more like, he's more like, I'm just getting myself out of here. And if you come along with me, whatever. Yeah, you happen to keep up. Cool. Like you're there. Um, that's like, that's one of your nods and you're just like, all right, mad respect. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Rada Mitchell or yeah, I think that's her name is in it. Um, she would later go on to be in a movie I didn't care for, but I love her in this. Like she's great. Um, just overall it's, it's one of those little like it, it, low budget movies that went above and beyond like it, and, in ways you couldn't conceive of it gave you a story that you couldn't have expected and i think this movie much more than the sequel to it like does a great job of with the character of riddick right and you you're talk, just talking about riddick right because that's those are the only two movies that i know of that have that character in it oh no i'm, t I'm talking about the one in the middle that you miss you know chronicles of no that's not a thing that's a bad dream you had <laughs> yeah, we don't. We don't. We try not to mention that. No, we don't talk about that. This is the first awful. one, in the, in the and then the third one, which became the second one. <laughs> but but holy crap! Like from Pitch Black to Riddick, phenomenal job. Yeah, no, they did. I look. I don't. I'm not a fan of Necromongers. Not a fan of that whole plot, that whole storyline. But no, way to bring it back around in Riddick. <laughs> but Riddick itself was fan freaking tastic yeah. and did such a good job of making the first one a legitimate movie. Like, the second one was just garbage. It kind of, like, waved its hand and, like, oh, no, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. All um, right, so uh, let's move on to the next movie on the list. Yes. Which, <laughs> um, definitely more so than its the sequel and, the, and even the one that came afterwards and then the versus versions of it, it definitely is way more of the horror element um, to it. Um, another one with Arnold in it. Um, another one where you're totally trapped someplace. And yeah, <laughs> you definitely have an alien force in this. So that's awesome. Um, we're talking about Predator. Predator is, you go into that movie, you're like, cool. It's kind of a military movie and Arnold's yeah. in it and awesome. And then what? Yeah. It's an Arnold action movie. You're like, this is going to be commando. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He's going to go in and kick some butt. Yep. He's going to... Uh, I'm sorry. A uh, uh, who? A what is killing things? Yeah. 
Oh, a giant alien from outer space. Okay. Yeah, exactly. The not, ultimate killing machine. Yeah, exactly. We're not gonna we're not gonna just grab each other's arms and then flex our muscles as hard as we can in some sort of bizarre greeting. Um, uh, I've wanted to do that my entire life because <laughs> I saw that, and I'm like, I'll never be huge. I will never be jacked enough where I could legitimately. Yeah, we are like, ooh. <laughs> I pushed the pencils too long. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it, good Arnold. That's okay. Neither can I. We're Sal, we're here. <laughs> uh, um, but oh my God, that movie. That movie does a great job because every person on Arnold's team is their own character and in a little ways a stereotype, but works for the movie. Uh, yeah. It doesn't detract from it. Absolutely. I mean, other than the fact that Billy dies like a chump because you don't get to see it, um, everyone is, they're perfect in that movie. They, they really are. The, the the way they're taken down, the way the team is whittled down to finally just Arnold versus the, the Predator, it, it's spectacular. I mean, the Predator truly, you know, again, we, we deal with the whole, like, we it's an unseen force for the longest yeah. time. And then it's when you finally do see it... For. Yeah. But when you finally see him, it is, it's a true payoff. You're like, whoa! Yeah, <laughs> finally start showing him, and then he's in the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I mean, in and of itself, the tech that they created for the Predator, the the rules of the Predator, the the fact that, you know, he has, um you know, all the different sites, which I, they would have developed later on in Predator 2, which I really love. Um, <laughs> yeah, that scene where he's flipping through them is awesome. But uh, yeah. the simple fact that this is so such an advanced hunter, yeah. like, it uses everything to its advantage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that concept of taking these highly trained highly specialized military men who go into the jungle and essentially they are typically the apex predator in the area and then to flip the script entirely and introduce something brand new who is there just to now kill them it's just like oh you're the you're you're the top of the food chain right now no i'm the top of the food chain right now so heads up and, and not only am i gonna that... kill you but i'm gonna kill you in a horrific way and then your friends are gonna find you yeah, they're gonna either find you skinned or yeah. missing like limbs yeah. or a giant blast in your chest. Exactly. Or, or they're not going to find you. Yeah, it, you're oh, just gonna be a blood splatter. Who knows? Who knows? And it's gonna make some of your teammates totally lose it to the point where they're shaving their faces and they're just bleeding and they break their little bick razor. <laughs> that was a great scene where he's just frozen. Yeah. And pressing it into his face, and you see the blood come down. You know You're what? like, oh shit, dude. Everything you learn about the Predator makes you feel every 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 little little nugget of like, you know, information that you get about him makes you realize you're like, these guys may not win at all. Like When he ripped the spine and the skull out and you started making his trophies, I was like, That's it. Yep. I mean that No, he, I'm done. He's got he's got the weapons. He's got the camouflage. He can mask his voice. He can mimic you. Like, yep. that's... Come on. Come on. And then he can use it to make fun of you. <laughs> and you take his mask off and you're like, Oh. What? Oh. What is all this? this? Is okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. To the point where, I mean, Arnold... Arnold defeats him in a way where I'm like, I can't do that. I can't lift trees. <laughs> like, I can't... That's... I'm no, I I'm I'm so long dead by this point. No, oh, uh, you're not gonna make your a giant bow out of like branches and vines and shit. No, 
You're not going to start making, like, spike traps? I'm pretty sure if I tried to make a spike trap, it would go off and I would die. You're not going to make a deadfall? (laughs) Or, I'm not sure if that's a deadfall. I think that's where, whatever it is where it just lifts up and crushes him. Yeah. Nope. That's, no. Every one of these things you've mentioned is just another way I'm going to kill myself by accident. I'm also amazed you didn't make, like, the Chinese uh, pit trap with the spikes on the bottom. (laughs) I think that's what it is. No, I think that's the deadfall. Yeah. You just fall into it. Yeah. yeah. And then you yeah. die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the reveal, the wonderful reveal where Arnold is running away from him and he's just covered in mud and that's when he can't be seen. Yeah. Was the game changer. I was like, oh shit. Right? Now it's going to get real. Exactly. I like how he's covered in mud, but he's not totally covered in mud. Yeah. And Every time you see it, you're like, no, I can see that spot, that spot, that spot. Yeah. Like, the predator, can't you just imagine him looking and you're like, that's weird. There's these random floating warm pieces. You know, I'm just going to shoot over there just in case. I'm just I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> and credits. Um, And before I move on from Predator, um, because, look, Predator is amazing. I do want to mention Predator 2. I just want to give a shout out to that movie. I love that movie. I actually it's saw Predator movie. 2 first and then I saw the first, like, Predator. Um. You know, everyone has their favorites. I love Danny Glover in that because of the fact he's the everyman. I love the fact that they expand on the Predator's arsenal. I love the fact that we get a Busey in it. I love the fact that we see a Predator ship and there's the alien skull in there. Like, ah, oh, yeah, so that good. in the ship is so fantastic. And there's so many boobs in that movie. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's great. So much boobage in that movie. Um, plus, plus in that movie, you've got the other side. Yeah, you got King Willy. Uh, <laughs> you gotta roll the bones. Um, it's <laughs> uh, so fun. So I just want to I just want to shout that out a little too. bit. Huh? There's some great deaths in that one too. Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. Oh, and another one with Bill Paxton. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Exactly. And his character is so fun. Right, he is. He's uh, amazing. Danny Glover's getting too old for this. <laughs> if. If they worked out some way for Mel Gibson to be in the movie, and then he's just like, he looks at all this, he's like, no, I'm out. He just leaves. <laughs> laugh my ass off. Right, no, no. Riggs, um, come back! And then the next one on our list is interesting. Um, and and we we came up with this list. Sal helped come up with this list. This ended up on there. Um, I think you guys are definitely going to say that this is way more horror. Definitely has um, much more of like a kind of a fantasy element. But then there's this crazy sci-fi part of it. So we're going to talk about it anyway. Yeah. Um, it's a movie that it's well, it's I think it's the most recent movie that we have on this list. Um, and it's a movie that essentially yeah. like. You thought you were getting one movie, and then immediately out of the gate, you're like, wait, what What am I watching? Um, Cabin in the Woods was... Woo! Yeah. Cabin in the Woods was a movie that I thought I knew what it was going to be about, and I was so wrong, and I couldn't have been happier to be wrong. And I think we can put it on there simply because of the fact that there's such, like this machination behind the whole thing while yes it has this crazy paranormal like you know element to it there's tech there's presumably gods but maybe they're not gods who knows what they are um you know what i mean there's definitely a lot of sci-fi in this yes especially with the world that they've built the fact that there's that grid wall that keeps them in 
Um, like everything, like there's a lot yep. of sci-fi to it. It is definitely a lot more horror. Oh, definitely. But this movie plays off of tropes so well, but reverses them. Yeah, exactly. Now this one, because it is much more new, I don't, I really don't want to spoil too much about it. Um, I think we can really truncate this to being like, if you haven't seen this movie and you are a horror fan, you def it. definitely should see it. Even if you aren't a huge horror fan, but like you like movies that uh, put an interesting twist on a genre, definitely go out and, and check it out. Um, it's so fun. It's, it's so great, great. Great ride. It is. And it's got Chris Hemsworth in it. Chris Hemsworth, come on. You gotta say yes to that. Right? He takes sure. <laughs> he does. Um, it's funny. It's it's fun. Um, and when you see it, you might kind of get that feel that we're talking about, where it definitely has that like sci-fi esque. And this movie it. will play with the audience, where you'll expect something to happen, and maybe it will, and maybe it won't. Yeah. Oh my God! There are so many suspenseful moments in this movie, mm -hmm. but they're fun. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and. Again, a lot of world building. A lot of times, trust me, like on second viewing, you'll probably be pausing to look through like a, like a sequence or looking through like just at a single like image just to try to catch things. Um, just so much fun. Yeah. They, they clearly had a great time making this movie and you could feel it. Um, I, I, I think this is one of the few movies where I've gone back multiple times and I've just watched sometimes frame by frame. I, I normally don't do that with movies, but this one, I'm like, I have to know everything. Yeah, some of the things I, I definitely go back through. and I'm like, oh, that's a, that's a version of this and that's a, yeah. Huh, and there so are like funny. little hidden parts through it where like you notice something and you're like, yeah. oh, that's there. Oh. Yeah, Trust exactly. me, if you watch this movie once, you'll have to go back, but you'll have a great time doing it. Yes. Um, so yeah, so definitely pretty much this. that was just a commercial for go see that movie. Um, so the final movie on this list, now again, guys, don't forget, this is just a, a, a quickie list um, about some of the, you know, our favorite sci-fi horror movies. Um, we kept it short. There are definitely way more out there. There's definitely a lot more we want to do at some point. Um, but, you know, we want to save that for another time. That way we can actually talk about them a little more in depth instead of just saying the titles um, as, yeah. as we go. Um, but the final one on this list um, is something that is definitely... Um, I'm a big fan of these movies, and I might have to defend myself on this one to the chat, but I'm not I'm not sure. Um, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I definitely understand the fact that these movies are not for everyone. Um, and I definitely, I, I don't view them as video game movies. I don't, I, even though it is, technically, I don't think about them like this. You just think about them as a movie. It is, they're just movies. Yeah. They're just movies. Um, it's the, the Resident Evil franchise as a whole. Um, especially the first one. The first especially one the is the one. most horror. And it's totally sci-fi. Yeah. You it's know? a great blend. Yes. Yes. Now, okay, hear me out, everybody, before we all say no to this. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay. The first Resident Evil movie, if you don't think about the video games at all, you gotta, you got to completely just throw it out because you're not, you're not getting that. You're not going to be able to get – they're not going to give it to you. I'm sorry because they don't care. Nope. Um, the first one is an actual horror movie. It's a horror movie. There's scary things that happen. There's crazy monsters. You got a, a, a an insane protagonist. Um, totally horror. Totally sci-fi. Cool. The second there's one. There's a little bit of action, but so little. Yeah. And it's just in reaction to the horror. Yeah. The second one, I'm not a huge fan of. I have to tell you. The third Agreed. one is kind of where things started to turn around for me. And now this is where I think everyone's going to disagree with me. But there's a point in which. 
the filmmakers clearly realized, wait a minute, these movies are jokes, right? Because no one's taking this seriously. Let me embrace this. And that's <laughs> where I'm like, thank you. <laughs> because it's still fun. It is. It it's is. just not great. No, it definitely is, is not. It's definitely not great. But the fact that the fourth one completely embraces the fact that they realize that they're like, wink, this is not good. Okay, we can we can do that. I got it. We're going to throw quarters in a gun. Kabam. Like, yeah, that I'm there. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, but it all started back with that first one. Um, again. And honestly, it is a great movie. But, there are some but, fantastic I mean, aspects to it's it. Not, it's, not, it's not Scorsese. Um, no, it's not no. Spielberg. But, but for it's, what it is. It's a good horror movie. It's, it, it's a fun horror movie. It's not Resident Evil. I will. I 100% agree with everyone who, who says that, who everyone says that, like, they're not a fan of it because of that. It's not Resident Evil. It's right. something that mimicked it and didn't get it right. Like, and this might be one of the reasons why I like it. I never got to play Resident Evil on PlayStation. Okay. So I saw Resident Evil the movie first before I ever knew, I knew anything about what the game entailed. Yeah. And I had fun with the movie. Right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it helps too. I, I kind of like Mila Jovovich. There's something about her. I, I don't know what, it, I think it's just because she's one of the few, um, like not now, but like, cause now we've been growing in our, in our, uh, women who will take on a role like that. But at the time. Yeah. She was one of the few action heroines out there who was trying to take on these types of roles. So like, I kind of feel like a kinship to her. I'm like, yeah, awesome. You keep doing it. Even if they, they kind of suck. Um, just keep going for it. Cause someday someone's going to make a really good one with a really strong female protagonist. It's going to be awesome. Um, but that first movie, I, I think it definitely has its scares. Um, I mean, the science is flimsy at best, you know, definitely it has, um, the elements of a fantastic graphic design because, and that comes with the video game, of course, but the, yeah. I love the umbrella corp logo a hundred percent. Um, the actors are fine. Nobody does a stellar job. Let's be honest. They got the chick. Um, yeah. What's her name? I always call her new Vasquez because yeah, that's she, Michelle Rodriguez. That... Wow. Someone before I even like, they even heard me say it, put it in the chat. She's amazing. Um, she's, she's a fantastic character. She in is. That movie. She really is. Um, so, you know and it's I mean? basically like she plays the same character in Fast and the Furious. It's just now she's in a sci-fi world, so she's like, okay. Mm -hmm. No. Yeah, she's New Vasquez. Yeah, she is. She absolutely is. And I like calling her that because I can never remember her name. <laughs> I think it's just going to keep calling her that, so that's just going to be imprinted on my brain. Um, but also, that's a huge compliment because Vasquez herself is a fantastic character. Oh, she is. She absolutely is. Um, the It really... I, like. Let's not pretend like this movie doesn't fall apart. Like, the movies don't just... And again, two, no. I, were, I was re-watching two the other day. I was like, this is not good. And the, no, that and movie, in my opinion, is garbage. The second one, Nemesis shows up and he's all like, stars. And I'm like, okay. Nope. No, no. And you know what's hilarious in that one, though? Like, they put Jill Valentine in it. She's in her costume. She's doing the whole nine. Apparently the chick kind of did her, her whole, you know, research on it. And it just, it's not enough. You can't just put the character in there. You can't just... Like, be like, okay, well, here's... Here's this costume, so there you go. Yeah, there. I don't I don't know. Do something. Um, for my money, if they ever actually tried to do a Resident Evil movie... I'm switching gears here for a quick second. That, like, adapted a video game to an it? An actual video game version of it. I think they could do one with four. 
Okay. It's it's kind of a standalone story in a sense. It has a beginning, middle, and end. Um, I like Leon Kennedy. I know they did put him into the Resident Evil movies later on, which I was like, yeah, that's not Leon Kennedy. Uh, if you get a real Leon Kennedy in there, that'd be awesome. That'd be so cool. Um, and, like, that one really, like, it, it could be kind of low budget for the most part. Like, a lot of it takes place in, like, this, like, um, like I want to say, like, Romanian like you know farmer countryside but i'm not yeah just yeah. way out the boonies yeah um but i think that's where they could do it um so i don't know that would be a fun movie to watch so yeah. that works yeah uh one of the things i love about resident evil is the fact that there's this intelligent computer that's after them it's sort of like a trap and what showed that to me was the scene when they're in that locked hallway and the laser comes out mm because they're trying to figure out ways around this, and the trap keeps adapting to them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was awesome. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That brings me to a guilty pleasure movie that kind of fits in this list. Okay. And I know you haven't seen it, so I'm only going to mention it quick. Okay. It's The Cube. I've seen The Cube. You've seen The Cube? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sal said you didn't. No, I don't know I've, why seen he's I've seen The Cube. Okay. I... So I like The Cube. You do? And it's, it's a bad movie. It's not, yeah, it's not great. <laughs> it's not. But that was one of the first movies I saw when I was younger that really introduced me to this horror sci-fi genre mm. where it was really horror. Yeah. But all the traps that were in that thing I thought were ingenious. I loved it. Yeah. So that's why it, I like that movie. It's funny. And I can't, I can't defend it beyond that. No, the cube, the, the fact is that the cube is like, it, it's like a, a puppetless, like, you know, Saw movie, yeah. but not really, you know? It's, like it's Saw without Jigsaw. Yeah, in a sense, which is really that... Saw his cube with a pup. I don't know. That that just fell apart at the end there. Um, but also but, like an entirely like crappy plot. Yeah. Where the there's no reason for it. But this it's just it's like a science experiment. Like yeah. I put these people in this in this giant death chamber. Yeah. Let's see how if they can get out of it. <laughs> let's let's see what happens. <laughs> and they started like working with prime numbers, and I'm like, it's a mathematics movie. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where I was like, oh, I'm gonna go. Thanks. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go watch yeah. Hellraiser, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I would totally die in there. Oh yeah, no, no. A lot of these movies, in a lot of these, not a lot of them. Um, in, I th definitely in Event Horizon, in probably in Cabin in the Woods, pro definitely in Alien or Aliens, in maybe The Thing, definitely Twenty Days Later. I would have killed myself early on. Like, nope, nope, not doing it. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's a single movie on our list that I would survive. Oh, no, if I would I, survive. If I had any chance of surviving them, it would probably be 28 Days Later. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Like, I... If... Probably not, That's though. probably the best... Yeah, you're probably... That's the best shot. I mean, And at that's least... just, like... That's if I picked it. Like, if I was tossed into any other any of the other ones, I'd be screwed. Event Horizon, I seriously am jettisoning myself into space immediately. No, no, I agree with you. Like, that's something I don't want to deal with, period. No, no, I mean, like, if... I'm just saying, like, they drop me into that, I'm like... Yeah, I'd rather die <laughs> out in space. I'd rather I'd rather choose how I end yeah. and have some weird hellish ship dimension terrifying thing like choose it for me. Yeah, and I'm not gonna. No, it's gonna be awful. No, that's not good. Not, mm -mm, not happening. No. No. Not at all. No. Twenty days has a, the quick zombies. I'm not. I, I don't run fast. I'm not. I'm. I'm in trouble. See, that's the thing. Um, sprinting, not so bad, but actually keeping that pace up for a while, I would probably. How about I, this? I, I'll take the Terminator because I'm not Sarah Connor. 
And so, like, <laughs> you wouldn't even be after me. Yeah, I'm just like, ooh, that looks like a bad situation. Go the other way. <laughs> Guess what? I'm also not in L.A. Yeah. I'm in New York, so. That's right. Hey, and I'm going to die long before Skynet ever really happens, right? Or I'll, I'll just, I don't know. They'll take care of that. That's fine. It's clear blast, or there won't be, but yeah. you don't have a say in it. Yeah, I don't care. That's cool. Yeah, that's the one. That's that's the one. I, I, that yeah. dibs. Okay, okay. If you call dibs on that, I'll call dibs on 28 Days Later. Okay. We've, We've chosen what to do. Yeah, that's it. Ooh, how about um, how about Predator? Because why would we even be down in the jungle? That's it's not good, like we're doing like you know volunteer work or anything. See no, no, but the Predator he could show up anywhere. I mean, he shows up in one of the bad cities. True. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That one's that one's questionable. That one's questionable. Okay. But again, you don't pick up a weapon. You're not really a threat. No, that's true. You gotta don't forget that. Don't forget that, guys. <laughs> Just don't be a threat. Two plus. <laughs> like, you know, just whatever you have, put it down. I don't care if it's a spork. You yeah. put that thing down. Yeah, exactly. You just, you're unarmed entirely. Just not good. In fact, you know what? Cut off your arms so you're entirely unarmed. Yeah. N don't, you know don't, what? Never mind. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a pet. That's a pled. That, that's horrible. You know what? <laughs> don't do that. No. No. Get back into like Event Horizon territory there. Yeah, no, we're not doing that. And, and then <laughs> when you cut them off, then you, you put two things into the, the, the stump area that's left. And then, then you're Baraka. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> it's uh, it's not that's good. Nice, um, nice. That's Billy Berserk. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so guys, that was a again, that was a short list of some of our favorite sci-fi horror movies. It's not all of them, but it's just it's just a little it's a little glimpse into some of what Comic Pop likes. Yeah. Um, if you missed the show or you're just joining us now, this will be up on Comic Pop later on when you get to hear us talking about um some things like Alien and the Thing, Event Horizon, The Mist, Predator. Listen to Ben and I, you know, wax philosophical about all these things. Um, this is a this is a little trial run we did too, where it's Ben and me having a conversation about stuff that we know about, which typically is not too much comic wise. But yeah. <laughs> but you know, if you dug it, you know, come yeah. back and check us out. Right, absolutely. Um, so you know, next week it'll be back to uh, I think Sal and Joel. I'm not sure about that. Um, so you can come out and hang with out, out with us there. Um. Tomorrow, Sal's going to be on The Pull um, with Benny and Joel and, uh, I think, a special guest. And then, actually, after this, I'm going to go and play uh, Overwatch with um, Zootical from Eligible Monster. And yeah, then so on Friday... Definitely check out Tiffany's Twitch. Yeah. Well, not on my Twitch. You want to go on Eligible Monsters Twitch. Eligible Monsters Twitch. And then on Friday, we're going to be doing another D&D &D session. This is going to be a little bit shorter, and I think it's going to be starting closer to, like... 4.45-ish. That's when you want to show up for that. Um, because then after that show, I'm going to run and do a Hanna-Barbera book club. It's a busy week for me, guys. I got to tell you, this is not normal for me. So I'm just like, okay, uh, where do I go? What am I doing? Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely check out all those shows out. Um, also check out all the regular content we have on Comic Pop. Yeah. Don't forget, next tomorrow's back issues, and it's a cool one. I happen to know because I was on it, and so was Ben. So... You know, yeah, this is cool. This is going to be fun. It's actually, it, it is, a, we really had a blast with this book. So I'm excited. So you got to check it out when it, probably Sal release it, who knows when. Tonight. He usually releases it tonight. So, you know, keep an eye out for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. So I'm excited for that. Um, but anyway, we'll see you guys next time on the Elseworlds Exchange. Um, I'm Tiffany. I'm Ben. And uh, keep reading your comics and watching your, your shows and, and eating your cereals and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. And, and brush your teeth. Yeah, that too. All right, bye guys. Bye.